What is up, everyone? Welcome to this edition of There Can Only Be One, the podcast that makes the all-star best of of your favorite musicians. And I'm going to create a challenge here. Uh, if you're willing to take that, you know, go down that challenge road, you're, you're more than welcome to, although I will preface it with the fact that death may occur if you try. This episode could easily be turned into a drinking game. If you hear the word rock, take a shot. If you hear the word roll, take a shot. If you hear the words rock and roll together in the same sentence or same song title, just keep drinking. And I'm sorry. Because we are covering the one, the only... ACDC and here to go down this road with me here my good friend Gomez from the Sleevy G show Gomez how you doing man welcome to the show how you doing oh, dude doing awesome man can't uh can't believe we're, we're finally doing this man it was kind of funny we were talking about this I, I didn't say many moons ago it feels like uh originally this idea of yours came up as we were talking about coming on the Sleevy G show actually which was funny um the idea popped in your head <laughs> it's like this sounds like a really good idea yes it is a really good idea and now here we are and then after we did that show i'm like okay you got to pick a band you have to come on the show you picked acdc what is it about acdc that wanted to make you go down this road just their music man it's just one of those things that i love their music i love their songs i love everything about them um they're just wild they put on a great show when you see them live it's just the intensity that these guys bring, you know what I mean? The They're true rock gods, like Kiss, all them, but some of the songs make you want to, if you know, you're like me, like a car enthusiast, and you play a ton of video games like I do, you, you tend to go harder when you hear some of their songs. Well, we're not going to get a chance really to talk about this one person out of this band, at least temporarily in the band. So I'm going to have to ask you right off the bat right now, when Axl Rose was singing for ACDC, did that work for you? That's a very good question. I did not hear him, you know, again, I watched it on YouTube. And hearing him sing, like, Dirty Deeds or Thunderstruck or TNT or The Jack, you're like, Really? I think he did a decent job stepping in for the time, but um, I don't think Axel will do it for me for if he took over ACTC. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I'll become a fan anymore then. I would kind of slither away. <laughs> I will say, though, if anyone's ever going to take the mic at a, at a tribute concert, Lizzie Hale would absolutely slay that entire set list. <laughs> I, I fully agree with you. Oh, absolutely. The Hailstorm's cover of Mistress for Christmas is is absolutely amazing but we have a lot to talk about here so we're gonna get to it because we have 17 studio albums on the docket to go through so just to remind everyone here's what's going to happen gomez and i are going to go through all 17 studio albums picking only one song per album to make our playlist and at the end of those 17 albums we are going to go through and say of all those songs is there one that stands above all now that being said we are skipping all live albums we're also skipping compilations which means we're also going to be skipping the soundtracks to iron man and maximum overdrive which was the who made who album which means who made who because it only appeared on that album will not be available to be put on the list mm-hmm. also we also won't be talking about soundtracks where they were just you know one artist on so a song like big gun off of the last action hero soundtrack that's out of the mix we we are going to start however in 1976 with the international release of high voltage released may 14th 1976 the song the album contains songs from their previously released albums high voltage and tnt which were only released in australia at the time the band at this point is bon scott angus young malcolm young mark evans on bass and phil rudd on drums the album hit number 146 on the u.s album charts but number seven in france it is triple platinum in the u.s and before we continue on we had a few shout outs johnny rothen and brian colburn over on my weekly mixtape chimed in with their entire selection so we're going to be showing them out through the whole show as well johnny <laughs> rothen 
and Brian both went long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. So Gomez, I'm going to hand the microphone over to you. Off of high voltage, what did you go with? So in 1976, you know, they had high voltage. Great album, by the way. It This was a hard one because there's a couple of songs I love in, that, in this album, too. It's a long way to the top. The Jack TNT, which was kind of weird because they also had a TNT album, which was, I guess, like you said, the Australia version. But I got to go with it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. So start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You know what's funny? Going through the albums, I'm sitting there going, there's very, very few albums where there isn't a song title with either the words rock or roll in it. I, I I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know there's like one or two that don't have it, but I mean, I know as we get to Black Eyes, I think that's got like four songs on it. But I also went with this a long way to the top of you want to rock and roll. Um, a... I like corn, so anytime you can put bagpipes in a song, I'm going to be I'm going to be happy about this. Uh, I will say though, it was hard not to pick TNT. Gomez, you know I'm an Anthrax fan, and when oh, they covered are. TNT off of the Anthems albums, like oh yeah, I forgot how really good this song is. But I think musically, anytime I hear it's a long way to the top of you want to rock and roll, crank it every time. It, it is it's a really good cruising song as opposed to tnt which is just a bit of a, a a fist pumper but that means we have four selections for the same song <laughs> yeah, we do. Just, just goes to show you how good that 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 song is but it was so hard though oh absolutely like, like i love tnt too i mean like when i hear tnt i get pumping i want to punch somebody <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it which, which, by the way, that means if we ever see ACDC together, I am stepping about three steps, you know, out of arm's reach in the pit when that song comes on. Gomez's yes, elbows out. Gomez is ready. To, he's going to be locked and loaded. Uh, you almost sounded like, you know, Randy the Macho Man Savage in Spider-Man there. Gomez oh, yeah. is ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We now Ooh. move on to Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, released September 20th of 1976. This album peaked at number three in the U.S. and number five in Australia. It is six times platinum in both of those countries. There were two singles off of this album. Jailbreak peaked at number 10 in Australia. Now, Johnny Rothen went with Ride On, and Brian went with Problem Child. So for you, what did you go with? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I feel like every song that I've kind of chosen on ACDC, it's usually their number one, you know, their number one top track when they open with. But I did not go with Dirty Deeds, Thunder Chief. I went with Big Balls. Okay. <laughs> just because I love that song. It's just, I don't know, something about that song that makes me crack up. Right here, I got big balls, you got big balls. Who has the biggest balls of them all? <laughs> it's just one of those songs that you're like, seriously? But it's funny as hell. I love it. And that's what I went with on this album. Is it me or did some of those early ACDC songs, if they were put out today, they could only be put out by a band like Steel Panther? Oh, yeah. Steel Panther would cover Big Balls big time. I think they have, <laughs> if I remember correctly. That's a song definitely Steel Panther would cover. Well, I have to go with Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, which for the record, I cannot hear that song and not think of there was a meme that was out on Twitter and Facebook of basically taking this album and turning it into the R2D2 version, Dirty Deeds, bleep, 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 uh, because of course yeah. R2D2 is the most censored character in, in film history. Everything he says is bleeped out. Uh, although much. I did have to say the problem child was really, really good too. But to me, Dirty Deeds is almost like that, that quintessential early ACDC track. And again, another one, if you put, if it's on the radio, you're going to crank it oh yeah next we move on to let there be rock released march 1977 in australia and july of that year internationally the album peaked only at 154 in the u.s but number 19 in australia it is five times platinum in australia and only double platinum in the u.s there were four singles off of this one the highest charting being let there be rock that hit number 82 in australia Johnny Rothen and Brian both went with Whole Lot of Rosie, and I have to agree with them. 
this is one of those albums though, and I have to say this, you know, like as much as I do like ACDC, I, I, and I don't know about you, but I found with some of the albums, there was like one song and then the rest almost felt like a little skip, skip, skip kind of thing. This was one of those albums where it's like you have like one or two really, really good songs and the rest don't cut the mustard. But what about you? What, what did you go with off of Let There Be Rock? I actually went with a whole lot of Rosie. I have to agree. Um, one thing, uh, you know, I know we're not talking about the live albums, but, you know, seeing them live is ridiculously awesome. Um, I was very fortunate enough to catch them once live. And I'll tell you this, man, when you when they play that song, they really do bring out a whole lot of Rosie because, damn, that balloon was big. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's such a great song, too. It just... It's just the vibe that this band puts out is so good. And you, you just can't go wrong. That was always the, the thing about, you know, Metallica albums. The reason why the Black Album did so well is because Bob Rock found a way to get that live vibe that they would put in their shows onto record. And yes, yeah, some of those earlier albums, yes, those songs do absolutely slay live, but the studio versions don't necessarily give them you know, don't don't put them in the best light. They don't. We now move on to Power Age, uh, released in April 1978 in the UK and in May of that year in the US. We have a member change, though, at this point. Cliff Williams is now on bass. The album hit 133 in the US and 22 in Australia. It's triple platinum in Australia and platinum in the US. There was only one single off this one, Rock and Roll Damnation. That hit number 83 in Australia. That's the song that Brian went with, but Johnny Rothen went with Riff Raff. So off of Power Rage, what did you go with? Kicked in the teeth. Because that's what this album felt like. <laughs> they got kicked in the teeth. It just Rock and Roll Damnation was probably their only, I think their only good hit but they nailed it with the last song kicked in the teeth because i felt like this album wasn't one of their greatest ones you know what i mean um i wasn't feeling it as much except for the one one or two songs riff raff was good but it just didn't i didn't nah, i don't know it wasn't me well for me riff raff is actually the the song i went with because there, there are there, there's some great tasty guitar licks on that one but i do have to to give mention to the song what's next to the moon i actually found that one uh you know it was good um but it didn't hit the fun level that riff raff brought into this and that's the thing acdc is a fun band and while i liked what's next to the moon it just wasn't as fun as riff raff but but again you're right it's one of those things where you see kind of almost waves in just how good the songwriting was. And early on, like those first couple albums, like, yes, they could, they could do no wrong. And then there was like a, a breath or a lull. You could see that that hill and valley kind of progression. And it's about to take off because we're now talking Highway to Hell, released July 27th, 1979. This album hit number 17 in the U.S., 13 in Australia, and number two en France. Uh, it's five times platinum in Australia, double platinum in Canada, seven times platinum in the U.S., platinum in the France, Switzerland, and the U.K. There were three singles off of this album, Highway to Hell being the highest charting. Uh, it was also their first song to chart in the U.S. It hit number 47. Key change on this album behind the scenes producing is Robert John Mutt Lang for the first time. Now, Johnny Rothen went with Touch Too Much, and Brian went, If You Want Blood, You've Got It. And that's also the one I went with. And again, such a great album. You know, I had a tough choice between Highway to Hell and If You Want Blood, You've Got It. Now, I will explain why I love both songs. First of all, at the time when WWF was still around, not WWE, I still consider WWF, they actually did for, I think it was their Survivor Series, Highway to Hell. And that was such a great catchy gimmick for them because it was like Stone Cold, I think, versus The Rock at that time. So that was just perfect. And hearing that song over and over and over again for the promotion was great. Now, if you want blood, you've got it. It was in two movies that I actually like. One of them was Empire Records, which I've talked about, I don't know how many times, several times when he's playing the drums in the office and everyone's going crazy, you know what I mean? And the dumbest, I wouldn't say one of the best movies was the Dukes of Hazards with Johnny Knoxville and uh, Sean William Skies when they jumped the General Lee onto the highway. <laughs> but 
I will agree with Brian and you. If you want blood, you've got it. One of my favorite songs because it's like a great, great song for driving if you want to go fast too. I highly, I don't highly recommend you drive fast, but if you do, make sure you don't get caught by the cops. Speeding tickets may ensue. That's the thing. If you want blood, you've got like, yes, highway to hell. You're, people are going to sing along to it ad nauseum. I find the chorus better in If You Want Blood, You've Got It. And it's just one of yeah. those things where it's certain parts of the song that stand out more for me, uh, at least from a musical standpoint. This song just has the better chorus for me. And that's why it kind of got picked over Highway to Hell. But next, next. <laughs> if you're going <laughs> to sign your soul to the devil in exchange for a hit album, this is probably what you're going to get. That album is back in black. Released July 25th, 1980. We do have a member change, though, of course. Brian Johnson, now in vocals after the uh, untimely death of Bon Scott. The the album hit number one in five countries, but not the U.S. Which kind of shocked me. It, it did hit number one, though, in Australia, Canada, France, Switzerland, and U.K. Now, get ready for this, okay? This album is... 12 times platinum in Australia. It's diamond in Canada and it is double diamond in the United States. That means that is in in essence 50 times platinum in the US. I was going to ask you what the hell is a diamond because that's the first time I ever heard it. Yep, diamond is 25 times platinum. The album had four singles. You Shook Me All Night Long hit number 35 in the U.S. and Back in Black hit number 37. Now, you want to talk about longevity for an album, okay? This album was ranked number 10 on the U.S. Top Rock Album Year-End Charts of 2022. So literally 42 years later, this album is still in the top 10. 10 of the year end rock album charts and it's done that for the last three years people are still buying this album now because it's probably the one again like you said you sold your soul you sold your soul to the devil twice back-to-back <laughs> albums pretty much like this this album is in the, the the rock and roll hall of fame like the the grammy hall of fame as far as works that have stood the test of time johnny rothen went with shake a leg brian went with back in black so for you what did you go with i had three songs here Hell's Bells is definitely one of them. Shoot to Thrill was another great one. Have a Drink on Me was another great one. And what's kind of funny is two out of the three were on two movies that I truly do secretly love a lot. Well, one of them I could admit to it. And I'm going to have to go with Shoot to Thrill. Um, something about this song, I just love it. it. It just has this great beat and there's this, one part of the song that you hear the drum solo, you know what I mean? And it's with the drum solo with the guitar playing in the background, you know, it's just so cool. And I hear that and I just want to keep going And when you're driving, I keep going faster and faster, which is a bad thing for me. Um, but it was in the movie again, Dukes of Hazard, with Johnny Knoxville driving Boss Hogg's car and you hear the song playing in the background. So another, you know, hate to hate to say that I secretly like that movie. I will say it, um, but it was one of those songs that when you hear it in the movie, it was great. When you hear it in your car, is even better. When you're blasting, you're singing it. But you know, I'm not. I got to give props to have a drink on me because it was in the movie Beer Fest. I'm I'm seeing you seek. This is now the second time you've mentioned Dukes of Hazard. I, I think yeah. this episode is turning into a silent plea for you to come over, come back onto. It's not that bad to discuss Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I I have a feeling this this is your way of asking me, and I'm, I'm no, kind actually, of all for it. You know what? It's great. I'm all for it too, but not secretly asking. That's funny that you picked up on it because I wasn't really doing it. It just, it was just one of those dumb, dumb, dumb movies that I truly love these days. <laughs> Wasn't really, you know, asking, but now that you mentioned it, now that we're asking, and yes. Now maybe we should do it. <laughs> yes, absolutely, definitely. Uh, but I also went with Shoot to Thrill, but it's funny, it's it's Iron Man that actually, um, you know, locked that one in for me. I can't remember if it was Iron Man or Iron Man 2, one of the two, but yeah, like Shoot to Thrill is such a banger of a song like and maybe it's because you know back in black is 
is very overplayed, you know, I, and I get it. I love Back in Black, but the thing is, when I'm thinking of what I'm going to listen in the car, Back in Black, it, it, it doesn't have like those thrills for me, like shoot the thr- <laughs> shoot the thrill, go, go figure, you know what I mean? No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Or or like have a drink on me, you know what I mean? If I'm in the cars, what do I want to enjoy in my car? Listening to a list, but if I'm at home. Back in Black is playing. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, has it been overplayed? It could. It could be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it in my top ten list? No, it's not. Yeah. No. And same thing with you. Shook me all night long. Like yes. I mean, we've played it live. But you know, in my band as well. Like, and it it slays on the dance floor every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, and there's a reason why this album has the longevity that it has. These songs resonate. You know, and again do the math like 43 years later people still want those songs which that almost 43 years old holy crap i'm old okay well i'm 43 yep yep yeah Yeah. (laughs) next we move on to for those about to rock released november 20th 1981 this was their first number one album in the u.s the album is five times platinum in, in australia four times platinum in the u.s Platinum in France and Switzerland. There were two singles off this one, the highest being the title track, which hit number four in the U.S. Now, Johnny Rothen went with Night of the Long Knives, and Brian went for those about to rock We Salute You. I'm starting to think, I I, I think Brian copied my list, because I also went with For Those About to Rock We Salute You. Um, I will say, though, and again, this is one of those ebbs and flows to their, their studio albums, this album, in comparison to Back in Black, like I thought it was going to be a harder choice, but it wasn't. It, it Back in Black is complete front to back, all killer, no filler. This album felt like a bit of a, not necessarily a lunchbox letdown, but just it's hard to come off of an album like Back in Black. But what did you go with? Um. Well, like you said, it, this album was like not a, you like you said, a little bit of a letdown thriller, but. I do love for those about the rock, we salute you because when they are singing that song and they do the 21 gun salute, it's the best thing ever. Oh, the song was made for live and it it, it almost feels like I, I love the studio album. Don't get me wrong, but live it's so much better. I mean, it would be fascinating if they just, you know, rather than, you know, record them in the studio. Just go play these songs live and, you know, release those recordings. Because, yeah, this this band and all of these songs are built for the live audience. They're built for that that call and answer kind of response. They're built for, you know, people to sing along with the choruses. Like, you know, this this is a live band. So it feels kind of a disservice that we're not covering the live albums. But rules be rules and we got to follow the rules of the show. Now... We move on to Flick of the Switch, released August 19th, 1983. The album hit number 15 in the U.S. and number 3 in Australia, where it is triple times platinum, but only platinum in the U.S. There were three singles off of this one. The title track, Flick of the Switch, hit number 26 in the U.S. Both Johnny Roth and M. Brian went with Rising Power. What did you go with? Um, Kind of funny. <clears throat> I didn't go with Rising Power. Um, again, I feel like everyone, if you notice on this list so far, everyone's been going with the number one track, uh, which is usually the best way to start out an album, right? But I actually went in the middle of this one. I went with Landslide. Okay. Which, what was it about is, that one? You know, it just, the, the the song, the lyrics, the way it was just saying, I thought it was actually a lot better than Rising Power, but that's my opinion. And that's what I love. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, again, it's everyone has their different standards. <laughs> But I felt like this album was another, okay, ACDC is finally coming out with a brand new album. Hopefully it was better than the other one. And this was like eh, like a little bottle rocket. It wasn't like the the big flares. But this song I thought had some kind of flare, a little bit of flare than Rising Power. You know, it's funny. I actually had Landslide as, as a contender for one of the songs I was going to pick. But I didn't go with it in the end. And I also didn't go with Rising Power. I actually went with Deep in the Hole. The song's got that a was deep- my back. Actually, that was my backup song. So, so we basically, you know, we had either side of the coin, 
and it's like, yo, I went with tails, you went with heads. Yeah, deep in the hole, it's got a nice little pocket groove on this one, and that's where you know Angus and Malcolm Young really you know knew how to write a a, a good guitar song, right? Like just find right. that pocket groove, carry it through, and let Brian Johnson do what he does best, and Bon Scott before him. So before we get to the Jailbreak EP, I want to take a moment here, take a pause, you know, we'll, t- we'll take a little ACDC break here, or a power break if you will, and I want to know more about the Sleevey G Show. So the Sleevey G Show, which Jason, you've been already a part of on episode three, we talked about uh, one of our favorite games, uh, Tony Hawk. We talked about the video game and the music. So pretty much, um, you know, I was with Playlist Wars with Brian Colburn. Uh, we have a little bit of a hiatus because of a schedule conflict. You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> he has older kids. I have younger kids. So that played a little bit of what we're doing now. Um, Brian's doing very well with uh, my weekly mixtape. So please check him out. But with Sleevey G, I kind of went a different direction. I kind of did a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I had Brian on already on the show. I had a, a restaurant already, a restaurant tour on my, uh, my show. I've had, uh, Three local New Jersey celebrities come on already, um, you know, uh, talking them their their backgrounds on traffic, uh, cooking, and entertainment news. So, you know, I don't have a select direction, but I have what I love, what I love to talk about. Talk about food, movies, video games, sports, all this great stuff. And I also do blogging on SleevyGPodcasts.com. So I do write some good pieces. I wrote about like, who's your hero. Uh, I wrote another great uh, piece on autism, which I got something coming on soon, even though autism month has ended, but we have to raise awareness on this. It's just not for one month. It should be 12 months out of the year. You know what I mean? Um, I had another uh, great conversation uh, with another girl uh, last uh, two nights ago and it, it was just fun and games and talking. So it's just a lot of fun what I'm doing. Uh, I'm kind of happy I'm branching out. Um, I'm covering a little niche here in New Jersey. I am branching out now a little bit, finally getting some other people from other states to jump in the show to get some more recognitions and Canada too, which I still thank you, Jason. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, you know, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Linktree slash Sleevy G 79, catch me on Sleevy G podcast.com, uh, you know, uh, I love to hear from everybody. I love to hear any ideas if you want to come on the show too, which Jason, I know if you want to come back on, you're always welcome to, uh, you know, we're, as we're both NHL hockey fans, maybe we'll talk about after the Stanley cup, who we thought should have won and were big disappointments and stuff like that in the playoffs. So as we're watching already, you know, some disappointing things are already happening. Oh, oh! Trust me, this Stanley Cup run is going to be one heck of a run. Um, and of course, like on the day that we're recording this, like we're still waiting for certain scores and how the first round is playing out. But you know, the, the, oh, trust me, trust me. There, there, there's, there's some talking points there. But yes, absolutely. You know, and by all means, go, go check, check out the Sleepy G Show on wherever you catch your podcast, or go watch the videos on YouTube as well. Uh, it's a really great show with a with a wonderful selection of guests, except for that third episode. That guy was a tool but anyway. no, no, he was great he was actually one of my better ones too <laughs> all right let's get back to the rundown here on acdc we now come with the first ep 74 jailbreak which was released 10 years after 74 on october 19th of 1984 the ep was made up of songs previously only released in australia for the most part the album hit number 76 in the u.s and is platinum there now brian went with jailbreak off of this one Gomez, what did you go with? I'm going to have to agree with Brian. Jailbreak. That song just had some, it had a great beat to it. I just loved it. It is definitely one of those first songs, especially when you think about the Bon Scott era. It's one of those, you know, first songs that you think of. You you flash back to the video of like, you know, know, Bon Scott standing on like a pile of garbage and, you know, singing along. Not the song I went with though. Really? I ended up going with Show Business. And there's something very George Thorogood-esque about this song. It's got a really nice bluesy feel to it. Like, I could easily see, um, you know, like a, like a more like a blues rock band pull this song into a live setting and bring it back to life. Okay, yeah, I could see that too. I was listening to that. Yeah, I could definitely hear that one. 
Now getting back to full studio releases with Fly on the Wall. Released June 28th, 1985, we have another member change, Simon Wright now on the drum kit. The album peaked at number 32 in the US and number 4 in Australia. It's three times platinum in Australia and platinum in the US. There were three singles off of this one. Danger peaked at 69 in Australia. Both Johnny Rothen and Brian went with Shake Your Foundations. So, off of Fly on the Wall, what have you got? Well, you know, as one of my favorite rappers would say, with a real Slim Shady Please Stand Up, I went with Stand Up. <laughs> nice. A total cliche on him, but, um, you know, that was such a great song. I actually did love that one a lot. It just had such a great beat. Everything to it just sounded great. I mean, I don't think this is, again, one of their greatest albums, but enough that I did like Shake Your Foundations, but Stand Up had a, a, a better presence, I think. And that's, again, my opinion. But, you know, when I heard Shake Your Foundations, too, I was like, because I remember reading the list that everyone had on, on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah, I like that. But when I started listening to the other songs, I'm like, ooh, Stand Up just sounded a little bit more... I guess more rockier, I guess I could say. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I have to admit that, you know, around this time, you know, being Canadian that I am, you know, I spend a lot of time watching much music, you know, because this is when they actually played music videos. And, you know, of course, you know, you think about, you know, ACDC music videos back in, back in then. And of course, I mentioned the, the, the jailbreak one from earlier, but I still remember to this day, the music video for Sink the Pink. And it still sticks with me to this day. Uh, you know, clearly they went with a, a billiards motif on this album because they're on the, the video because you probably kind of had to considering what they were probably singing about. But that being said, literally every ACDC song, it's either about rock, roll, rock and roll, or something dirty and horny. That's pretty much the ACDC writing mantra on this one. But it, it, it still is a fun as hell song. Oh, without a doubt, it's still one of the funnest songs out there. But, uh, you know, it, again, it was one of those songs. I, I was listening to it. I'm like, really? Sink, in the, sink the pink. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, my mind went somewhere else when I first heard that. Oh, clearly, um, it's billiards. Has to be billiards. Yeah, it's got to be billiards. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, I'll stand up on that one and go, bad joke day. <laughs> bad joke, dad jokes for days. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. <laughs> Next, we have Blow Up Your Video, released January 18th, 1988. The album hit number 12 in U.S. and number 2 in Australia. It's triple platinum in Australia, platinum in Switzerland and U.S. Now, there's two singles off of this one, Heat Seeker being the highest charting. It peaked at number 20 in the U.S. And in memory serves, this album came out after Maximum Overdrive came out. So this is after the Who Made Who album, which is really just a compilation of ACDC songs and one extra new song for that movie. So this is a bit more of a res a another resurgence for ACDC. Now, Johnny Rothen went with Nick of Time. Brian went with Heat Seeker. What'd you go with? That's the way I want to rock and roll, man. Oh, I, there's a drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, that song was just so good. I mean, Heat Seeker was really good. Um, they, this album was actually one of their better ones from, you know, the last two or three previous albums. Um, but that's the way I want to rock and roll. Just had a great song. It was just a great lyrical song. I thought, and I just loved it. Just, hearing the music, hearing the drums, the band playing all together. And, you know, Brian was singing, not Brian Colburn, by the way, Brian Johnson. I mean, um, you know, just him singing out is just really great. 
I, I will admit that that's the way I want to rock and roll was on my initial contenders, as was Mean Streak. Uh, and this album, you're right. Like, this is a much better, you know, all the way through album. But then, you know, you get near the end, and there's one song that really stood out to me. And it's because it felt so different from, you know, the standard four chord major, you know, you know major chord ACDC rock. And that's twos up. There was something really cool and how much this stood out from almost the rest of the acdc discography to this point it's like they're going slightly darker it's, it feels like a minor key like it's what what is this did did, did, did they tune weirdly and then continue to play the song because that's kind of what it feels like but i like it it's it's one of those songs where you're not necessarily expecting you know uh, a left turn from acdc but this kind of felt that way yeah, it did. And it was actually a good song, actually. I will say that. That was pretty, uh, that was a good kick-ass song. It did seem like a, uh, how could I put it? it? It did seem darker. I felt like it was like Marilyn Manson met with, I'm trying to think of another, maybe like Danzig <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? It just was a darker, it was a darker song that I didn't think ACDC could pull off. I mean, that's the thing, like up to this point, really, I mean, yes, there were some slower, bluesier kind of songs that, you, yeah. you know, especially in the earlier albums, this song kind of hits right at a left field. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have hated it if we had a bit more of songs that had a bit more of, of a, a, a different song structure to it. But maybe this is just also just them, you know, evolving as songwriters, because keep in mind, like this album came out. Oh, you do the math here, like 12 years after high voltage. And it's like, okay, you know, you're evolving as songwriters. Yes, do experiment a bit more. Plus, you're ACDC. You can do whatever the hell you want. You've you've definitely earned that to this point. Oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about Back in Black being a huge album. Now let's talk about an album with a huge song on it. That's The Razor's Edge, released September 24th, 1990. Another member change. We've got Chris Slade now on the drums. However, this album, despite how big one song is off of this one, only hit number one in one country. Really? I'm, I'm going to let you try and guess which country that is. I'm going to say Australia? Eh, wrong. Really? Because they seem to be huge in Australia. Well, they they are Australian, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, you know. But. They are, they hit number three in Australia. Really? They peaked in number two in the U.S. The only country where they hit number one with this album, oh, Canada. Really? Wow. Well, they, well you guys are really good at hockey and saying A and beer, so, you know. Hey. Right. <laughs> we'll just change the A at the front to E-H, so it's A-C-D-C. Yeah, That's the Canadian A-C-D-C. version right there. <laughs> That's probably why I got so much love up there. No, I'm only kidding. Right. The By the way, is- I do, I wait, before I go on, I do love Canada. I do respect the country. Mm-hmm. God bless Canada because you gave us great hockey players in America. Yeah, but if there's a Canadian team against the Rangers, to hell with Canada. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I didn't say that. And there's no Canadian team playing the Rangers right now. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Not yet. Although we'll I, see. Yeah, exactly. Now, the album is five times platinum in Australia and Canada and the U.S., double platinum in Switzerland and platinum in Austria. There were four singles off of this one. But now, here's the another interesting thing, though. Thunderstruck, as big a song as that is, only hit number five in the U.S., number four in Australia. However, they did have one song off of this album hit number one somewhere. That was Are You Ready? It hit number one in New Zealand. Now, wow. Brian, Johnny Rothen, and Jason MB all picked Thunderstruck. And I would be remiss if I didn't agree. Thunderstruck, to me, is every single, no matter what the sport, arena, stadium, Every single live event, this song works on so many levels. Oh, yes, it does. And I would be sad if I didn't say I didn't take Thunderstruck on this, too, because A, one of my favorite songs. B, I've heard it during football games every single time. C, it was in one of my favorite football movies, Varsity Blues. 
And, you know, it was just a great song. And let me put it this way. Hearing Thunderstruck and Varsity Blues and seeing where they put the song in perfectly, I'll tell you, it was one of my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes movies. It's when you have the world's greatest team get their asses kicked and they lose and this song is playing in the background. Not not the greatest idea, but to hear a song when you're losing. But on top of it, it was perfect because they were all dead face drunk because they went to the bar the night before a game. So, listen, football players, don't go out the night before a game, except if you're Lawrence Taylor. You might get away with it. <laughs> now, I'm just curious because you have mentioned in the past, like, you know, you used to play football and, you know, a lot of, the you know, these rock songs are, you know, what you would use to pump yourself up before a game. You know, just taking a look at your playlist so far, how many of those songs would be played in, you know, in the in the in the dressing room before heading out onto the field? For me, I would actually I would not lie when I tell you I had two CDs. I had my kind of zone out for a little bit, um, lay on the ground on the 50-yard line on my side of the football field about two hours before a game. I would just sit there, like, kind of nap a little bit. And then once that CD was over, I would wake up, and then I would put on my Get Yourself Crazy CD. Um, At that time, shoot the throw was on there. Uh, if you want blood, you got it. Was on there. Hell's Bells was on there. Thunderstruck was on there. Uh, actually, <laughs> about five songs easily, and then a mix of the old Rocky albums. Some of the Rocky songs, like uh, Robert Tepper, no, no Easy Way Out, uh, the montage when he Rocky's training. You know, some of those uh, songs were that kind of pumped you up a little bit too. You know what I mean? Um, so it was kind of a mixture in that that it was like ACDC and Rocky and my CD player. It, it sounds to me like you needed to put like little warnings on all your ACDC CDs. Warning may cause adrenaline spikes and broken bones. <laughs> uh, actually, did I break a kid's arm that game? I think I did. <laughs> I, I might have. I might have. Funny, a little too close to reality, but funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we know not to mess with Gomez. <laughs> oh crap! He's got the ACDC albums. Run. Run! <laughs> Wait, he's driving really fast. He's playing ACDC again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we move on to Ball Breaker. Released September 26, 1995. Not Arm Breaker, Ball Breaker. <laughs> Yet another member change. Phil Rudd back on the drum kit now. This album hit number one in three countries. Australia, Sweden, and Switzerland. It's triple platinum in Australia double platinum in the u.s and platinum in france three singles off of this one hard as a rock hit number one in the u.s now brian went with hard as a rock johnny rothen went with the fuhrer uh what did you go with off of this i actually had two songs the fuhrer was one of them but i went with one song that i actually like because what do i do sometimes i drink whiskey on the rocks man <laughs> it's just a great song. I like it. The Fear was really good too. Don't get me wrong, but I went with something I would I'm going to enjoy myself, and it's whiskey on the rocks. How can you go wrong? You can't. It's because there's whiskey in my hand on the rocks. Well, if you're ordering whiskey, apparently I'm ordering a hail Caesar off of this one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you see what I did there. <laughs> yes. So hail Caesar. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this is another one of those albums though where. You know, there's like one or two standout good songs, but as a whole, especially coming again, coming off of an album like The Razor's Edge, it's, you know, you have that peak and then you have that valley. And while, yes, there are good songs on it, um, it, it, it does feel almost, I, I don't want to say sophomore, but it, you know, like, you know, bands have that sophomore slump. First album comes out, it's big. Second album comes out, people are like, oh, what about the, you know, the album previous? I mean, this is. At this point, you're way deep into ACDC's career, so it doesn't matter if people like everything that they put out. But this album, to me, again, was, you know, fits and starts at, the, at that point. But Hail Caesar was, to at least to me, a standout track for that one. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it, it's a great song, too. It's another great song. But um, I just I just went with whis- Whiskey on the Rocks just because that's my drink, too. But I, I truly love I truly love the song though. But it was like you said, that album before we move on to the next one, it like you said, you're talking about a band that's been around for God knows how long, over 40 some odd years, right? Or now 50 for all I know. And things have changed from the 70s to the 90s. You know what I mean? 
And now they're going to come in in, two, in the year 2000. Now you can go on. I'm sorry. That's okay. But it's funny you point that out because, of course, Thunderstruck was released in 1990. You know, uh, sorry, Razor's Edge Ball Breaker released in 95. So you got a five-year difference, whereas before they were going maybe, you know, two years in between albums. Now you got another five-year wait for Stiff Upper Lip. Released February 28th, 2000. The album hit number one in Austria and Sweden, hit seven in the US and three in Australia. It's triple platinum in Australia, platinum in Canada, Switzerland, and the US. Three singles off of this one, the title track, Stiff Upper Lip, hit number one in the US, which is what Brian went with, and Johnny Rothen went with Can't Stand Still. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't go with either of those songs. I ended up Neither going up I. with all I ended up going up with all screwed up. And I could okay. mainly it's one of those songs where again, I'm one of those guys who will sit down, put the headphones on, close the eyes, and try to picture the song as if it's being played live. And this song to me really feels like one I would love to be able to see them do live. But what did you end up going with? So I didn't go with either one. I actually went with something else. So get your shots ready and let's go. Can't stop rock and roll. <laughs> Cause you really can't. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, again, by the way, if you're keeping up with the drinking game at this point, anytime you hear rock and roll, you're taking a shot. I am so, so sorry. I'll and call- you, there's another shot right there. For yep. Rock and roll. I and will, another one. I will dial nine and one. And by the end of the show, I will dial one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a nine one. They're like, What's your emergency? Uh, yeah, they were listening to Gomez and Jason. They were listening to the ACDC show. And every time they said rock and roll, again, shot. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had to take shots. And, we, wh- and what kind of idiot are you? We're I, good idiots. <laughs> I was drunk by fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was hammered by the time I reached stuff up her lip, though. <laughs> oh, oh <my> man. <laughs> Okay, moving on to Black Ice. <laughs> oh, we, 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 we've devolved. <laughs> we've really devolved. There's going to be a warning label on this album. Uh, this album, I mean, this show. Warning. Red, do do, do not double. take up the challenge that Jason's put out. You will not make it. <laughs> Black Ice released October 20th, 2008. So eight years before you know after the last album came out this i'm, I'm just gonna put this out there this album hit number one literally everywhere i'm, yes, I'm sure did. like like if you, if you went under a rock you know the one where everyone hides because they don't want to watch things mm-hmm. um it still hit number one down there the album is five times platinum in australia and canada four times platinum in switzerland three times platinum in austria Double platinum in France, New Zealand, and the US, and platinum in the UK. The album won Best Rock Album and Highest Selling Album at the ARIA Awards in 2009. War Machine won the 2010 Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance, and the album itself was nominated for Best Rock Album at the Grammys that year. They lost to Green Day's 21st Century Breakdown. Four. It was a little hard to swallow. Well, it's not like Metallica losing to Jethro Tull, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's still a good album. It is. Four singles off this one. Rock and Roll Train hit number one in the U.S. Uh, Brian went with Rock and Roll Train. By the way, more shots. Johnny Rothen went with Rock and Roll Dream. Yet another shot. I'm so sorry, people. <laughs> what did you go with? Um, I'm sorry. You'll be doing another shot. I went with Rock and Roll Train, actually. I got to see their, um, in 2008, actually, I got to see their tour, I think it was in 2009, and they came to Jersey. So I had the the true pleasure of seeing AC, ACDC live for the very first time there. <clears throat> and on top of it, it was actually in in the 2008 show, uh, Knight Rider, the, uh, the Mustang version, not the Pontiac version, guys. And they did the kit versus car in the, when uh, the new Michael Knight was looking for Kit, this song was playing when he was destroying all army personnel, which I found kind of funny because he was a one-man killing machine and and somehow he pulled it off. But that's another thing to talk about. But this song was in that show too. But I, I truly love this song. And matter of fact, I was listening to it on the way when I was listening, picking up dinner a couple of hours ago. It was on my album mix. I will say too, this album really is another one of those front-to-back, like, 
all the way through great songwriting and maybe it's the eight-year break that that kind of recharged them but they came out firing with this album but i'm going to give the dear listeners a break because i'm going with anything goes off of this one okay this one to me and it's funny because as i'm listening to this you know you listen to the rest of the songs and you still you get that it, it's the acdc formula this one's got more of a John Cougar Mellencamp vibe to it. And I, I guess it it's one of those things where, again, when a band you know starts to venture outside of, of, of the norm and give you something a little new, that really appeals to me musically. Uh, and I, re- I thought Anything Goes was a wonderful song off of this one. It was actually a good song, but I was still more into Shh, Drink a Shot, Another Shot Again, people. Rock and roll train. <laughs> You're trying to kill the listeners. No, I'm not. I'm just giving them a better experience. Well, get another shot ready because up next is Rock or Bust, released November 28th, 2014. The album hit number one in seven countries, but not the US, where it only hit number three. It is triple platinum in France, double platinum in Austria, and platinum in Australia, Canada, Switzerland, and the UK. There were three singles off of this album. Play Ball hit number five in the U.S. Both Johnny Roth and M. Bryan went with Rock or Bust. However, I went with Play Ball. Wow. Did you steal my list? Oh, oh did you go with that one too? <laughs> I went with Play Ball too, actually. As much as I liked Rock, and, rock or Bust, um, Play Ball was just uh, a little bit a better sound, I thought, than rock, and, rock or Bust. As much as I usually love to go with their opening tracks which is almost every single album that they have. But I don't know. Something about Play Ball was just a better a better tune, I thought. Yeah. I mean, I, I did have Baptism by Fire uh, on my shortlist for that album. Um, <laughs> but there's just something about Play Ball. Like, and maybe it's because we are recording this, you know, in, you know, the end of April and, you know, baseball season's upon us and you, you want to get, it feels like a very, for lack of a better term, spring, summery, outdoor kind of vibe from ACDC. Barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crank that in the crank that in the backyard with the barbecue going and the hot dogs and yeah, do that. That's with what this song feels or to me. A blue ribbon. <laughs> oh, not PBR. Oh, <laughs> all right, Natty Ice. <laughs> I, I think I would take the Natty Ice over the PBR. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I just like Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. All right. We finally come to the end here with Power Up, released November 13th, 2020. Another album that hit number one everywhere, although it's only platinum in Austria. Five singles off of this one. Shot in the Dark hit number one in the U.S. Johnny Rothman went with Realize. Brian went with Shot in the Dark. What would you go with? I'm going to have to agree with Johnny. Realize. I went with that song. Um, Just, again, a solid opener. Uh, you know, uh, like we said, we talked about almost a lot of great songs, but we've picked a lot of their opener songs or pretty much some of their best ones. You know what I mean? And I, I like shot in the dark, but something about realized was just a great tune. You know, what's funny. I didn't agree with any of you. Okay. Well, well that's, <laughs> it's 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 funny because as I was listening to this album and at some point you have to sit there and realize that at some point there's not going to be any more new ACDC albums uh, no. but considering that you know the the wealth of songs that they've given us you know at some point there's going to be one of those like banger films type documentaries that just chronicles mm-hmm. the entire arc of their career and if you're ever looking for a song to use for a montage in that docu- that that future documentary i would use through the mists of time off of this album Ooh. it really this alp this song screams montage the entire way through like mm-hmm. you know historical chronological you know looking back at the great moments of your life kind of montage one of those ones i feel like team america we're gonna need a montage but yeah <laughs> through the mist of time a again it surprised me how different it was in comparison to other acdc songs but it stood out and now by the way if anyone does an acdc documentary and that's the song that they use you're welcome but Gomez, you, you got a montage, brother. 
We got to do this now. We got to get a montage. <laughs> All right, Gomez. It is come time. So we're going to go through our lists one by one and then pick one song that stands out amongst them all. So I'll go first here, starting with off the album High Voltage. I went with It's a Long Way to the Top if You Want to Rock and Roll. Follow that up with Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Then Whole Lot of Rosie. Riff Raff. If You Want Blood, You've Got It. Shoot to Thrill. For Those About to Rock, We Salute You. Deep in the Hole. Show Business off of the 74 Jailbreak EP. Sink the Pink. Two's Up, Thunderstruck, Hail Caesar, All Screwed Up, Anything Goes, Play Ball, and Through the Mists of Time. But if I had to pick one song, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, no, you know what? I got to stick with that. I got to go with Thunderstruck. This, okay. this right. song is literally the epitome of everything you want in a live show from the the opening build up to the crowd chanting to the fist pumping it is everything that acdc represents as a live act is encompassed in this one song all right gomez let's get the rundown and what is your one song above all my one song, well, let me do my list, I guess, first before mm-hmm. I choose that one. Of, so out of high voltage, I went, it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, have a shot on me. Uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, Big Balls, Let There Be Rock, Whole lot of Rosie. <clears throat> Excuse me, Powerage, uh, kick in the, Kicked in the Teeth, Highway to Hell, If You Want Blood, You've Got It. Back in Black, I went with Shoot the Thrill. For those about to rock, we salute you. I went with the main song. For those about to rock, we do salute you. Um, flick the switch. I went with landslide. Uh, Seventy-four jailbreak. I went with jailbreak. Uh, yeah, jailbreak. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Flying the wall. I went with stand up. Blow up your video. That's the way I want to rock and roll. Another shot for you. Razor's edge. Thunderstruck. Ball breaker. Whiskey on the rocks. Stiff upper lip. Can't stop. Rock and roll. Have another shot. Black ice. Rock and roll train, have another shot. <laughs> Rocker bust, play ball. Power up, realize. Now, the song that really stuck out with me, and there's a few of them, you know what I mean? Um, if you want blood, shoot the thrill. But the one that always does <clears throat> resent home to me, it was will always be Thunderstruck. Um, the big, If you go hear it live, it's unbelievable. Like you said, the chanting, the, the, the thunder you hear in the background. But then when you hear Angus come up with his solo in the beginning of the song, you're like, hell yes, bring it, bring it, bring it. You know what I mean? It was just one of those, oh, yeah. <laughs> it really does feel like musically that was them firing on every single cylinder. And then they borrowed a few extra cylinders to pump into that song. But when you consider like just the wealth of songwriting and the wealth of just good rock and roll. Sorry, there's another shot. You know. Like it's it's a amazing career to look at, and especially how unflinchingly themselves that they were through their entire run. Gomez, thank you so much for going down this road to the listeners. I'm so sorry that you have you're you're probably drunk right now. You're probably asleep. You're snoring at this point. Either that or yeah, yeah you need a doctor. We do apologize. We we really do apologize for that. <laughs> uh, sorry, not sorry. Gomez, one more time for the listeners. Where can our listeners find the Sleevy G show? So you pretty easy, guys. You could connect to my Instagram, Sleevy G. Um, 79 underscore 79 Twitter sleevy G underscore 79 uh, find me at sleevy G podcasts.com also check uh, check me out the link tree slash sleevy G 79 that will connect you to all my YouTube podcast stations my uh, my webpage everything um, please please come check out the show I would always appreciate anybody who leaves a message five star and on good pods for me anywhere you could do it but also please hit that YouTube subscribe because there's a lot coming up soon. And I actually got two good pieces that we're going to be coming out very soon. Probably one in this month in May and another one in June. So I would love people to hear and raise awareness on these two things that I will mention uh, throughout the week. So please check me out, man. Dude, thank you so much. Always, always a pleasure to have you on either one of the shows. Now to you, our listeners, 
you know where to find us on Twitter. That's at only one cast. You can also find all of our back episodes and all the episodes from our other show. It's not that bad over on our website, not that bad By the way, if there's a band that or a singer that you want us to cover, hit us up on Twitter or send us an email at the website. We would love to hear from you and we will absolutely listen to pretty much anybody that you throw at us. Uh, hopefully it's not 17 albums, but we'll take it if it comes until next time. I'm Jay. He's Gomez listeners. You guys are awesome. I know you're drunk. You didn't hear that, but that's okay. This is, there can only be one. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.